The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas, week 16 in the National Football League and the Gambling Podcast that has really picked up momentum this season, taken the world by storm, is this one. The Even Money Podcast. He is Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl professional betting, professional football betting, I should say. Steve Fezzik, at Fezzik Sports on Twitter. I am simply a former longtime NFL offensive lineman, at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter. My name is Ross Tucker. We're presented today by BetDSI.com. How good is this? your first time listener and you haven't heard this we just give you $15 for free if you go to betdsi.com make any deposit they will put in 15 bucks into your account for free again betdsi.com use the code tucker15 that's the key you can bet college hoops the bowl games nba nhl or obviously you can piggyback off of the picks that steve and i make here on the Even Money Podcast, the NFL picks. We give you our thoughts on every game each week going through the Super Bowl so you have come to the right place. Not a great week for us, Steve. Last week, overall, uh, you were down two units. I was up two units. We were two of three on the best bets. We started with the best bets. Actually, it looks like there was more than that best bets. We went... Over in the Seattle-L.A. game, uh, that did not happen for us in that one. Um, it was 24-3, to Seattle. Uh, the Jets, we also lost that one, taking the Jets against the Dolphins, getting the two-and-a-half points. So those best bets did not work for us, as well as going the under. In the Bucks Cowboys game paid off. I went two units under and two units Bucks. So I won four points, four units in that game, which really helped. And the under came through for us as well on the Giants and the Lions. We killed the under on that one. And then, of course, um, we were able to get uh, 
we were not able to get the under in that Bears Packers game despite the weather because the Packers let the Bears come back. How about it? Really, really surprising. So overall, not a great week, Steve. I was up two units. As I said, you were down two units. So that puts us on the year to date. I am up 15. You are up 23. So getting closer, closer and closer. Actually, I take that back. You are up 21, I believe. So um, we're getting closer and closer each week. No, I might have been right the first time, up 23. So up 15, I'm up 15, you are up 23. What say you, Mr. Fezzik? I do my normal caveat, whatever we're having really good years, this is not easy to win. Takes it requires a lot of work, and you got to get some for, good fortune also. So anyone that sees us up 36 units, don't go ahead and take the entire bankroll and put it on our picks. But um, hey, if you're going to bet, um, it certainly makes the games more exciting. And I do feel strongly that I have an edge. This is what I do for a living. Yeah, well, and I think that's been proven over the last couple of years that people have been tracking us. Always want to thank James uh, Todd Bergman uh, at L Birdman on Twitter for doing the grading for us each week. Let's get into this week's, Bri. All right, well, let's increase that lead from 23 and 15. I believe that's what you said. Let's start off with tonight's game. Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. New York, two-and-a-half-point favorites. And uh, the total, 41-and-a-half, Ross. Yeah, you know, my lean would be to the Eagles in this one. Uh, They have been right there. The last few games, they get Lane Johnson back. For whatever reason, it feels like they've had Eli Manning and the Giants number here. Um, But I think the Giants ultimately find a way because of that defense to win this game by a field goal. What I do like, I do like the under in this one. The total is 41.5. Giants are offensively challenged. Their defense is playing lights out. So I'm going to put two units on the under, I expect a low-scoring game tonight. I got to tell you, when Bryce said let's increase the lead, I think he meant let's keep winning. <laughs> but I'll take it because I think Ross, you were referring to the lead as, as the units I'm up on you, correct? Uh, yes, but I know what Brian meant. Unless that's Brian's way of saying he likes you a lot more than he likes me, and he's hoping that I do poorly this week. And you do well and increase your lead on me. I was talking generally. I hope both of you increase your, your lead that you have. You're up, what'd you say, Ross? You're up 15. I hope that increases. Steve, you're up 23. I hope that increases. Thank I you, knew that. I, just... I, I hope you go down. Thanks, Ross. I'm just, I'm, I knew you're just um, having fun with it. I know you always root for us each and every week. You know, interesting game here. I don't think the Eagles have quit. When we saw that comeback against Baltimore, they've really been a home road dichotomy team, which is interesting because historically Philly, not good at home, but um, under Wentz and under the new head coach, four and two straight up. You know, they blew out Atlanta. They blew out Pittsburgh. They beat Minnesota at home. They've been a different team there. And they've only played, um, they played six home games. They played eight true road games. The Giants, quirky schedule, have only played five true road games. They got a game in London, and they finished with two road games. So the Eagles have played a much tougher schedule, the toughest schedule, in fact, in the NFC after two cupcakes. They have not had an easy game. They're still playing hard. I think this could come down to the very last play, like it did against the Redskins. And 
given that they're getting points, I'll take the Eagles and two units. All right, Steve, how about uh, the Washington Redskins, three-point favorites at the Chicago Bears. This is Saturday, the whole slate of Saturday games at noon central, total 46-and-a-half. My numbers say over. Amazingly, Matt Barkley can play in the NFL. I was shocked. The kid from Newport Beach is just spinning the ball in the tundra in December last week, bringing the Bears back. Um, Washington's obviously a dead nut over team um, and because of that, I even at the 46 and a half, I'm going to go over for one unit. Yeah, and I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears in this game. I did not like what I saw from the Redskins on Monday night. They were lifeless. Now, does that mean they bounce back in a major way? Maybe it does, but now they don't control their destiny anymore, and I just don't, I, I don't have hope they're going to take the field and really play at a high level. These Bears just keep playing. And I think they got a decent chance to win this game outright. I'll take those three points and roll with them. I'll go with the Chicago Bears, two units with those three points. I think they're going to win the game. Ross, the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo favored by three and a half. Again, the total 41 and a half. Yeah, you know, I'm a little surprised by this line. The Bills are another one that, you know, you wonder what they're thinking, uh, what they're what they're going for right now. I, I guess you can argue that they're some of them are playing for Rex Ryan's job. Maybe I thought Matt Moore was pretty impressive for the Dolphins. Four touchdown passes, didn't even throw the ball all that much, but they crush the Jets, who are really not stepping up these days, to say the least. They're, they're kind of the anti-Chicago, if you will. But I'll take the Dolphins. I, I like getting three and a half points in the game. I think they got a pretty good chance to win. They know what's at stake. I'll go two units on the Dolphins getting the three and a half points. And I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to put a unit on the Dolphins. I don't like the fact I got a team from Miami going to the elements. But, hey, they just went to the Jets, and it was not good weather there and looked good. I do have them rated as the better team. And the weather's not going to be that bad, 40 degrees in Buffalo, a balmy day in Buffalo for Christmas time. One unit, Miami Dolphins. The best bet. Steve, the Tampa Bay Bucks at the New Orleans Saints. Saints, uh, three-point favorites, 52.5 is the total. I'm concerned that uh, with the short work week here, Tampa um, has to travel. And with the game on Saturday now, that's really a very bad scheduling spot. And as far as my power rating, so I would have favored Tampa, but because of the adverse scheduling, and I'm worried Tampa's going to be checking over all the possibilities for playoffs and what they need to get in, and that's always a distraction for a team. I'm going to pass this game. Yeah, I'm going Bucks. Uh, I think they're the better team. I think that they have been playing pretty well. You know, even though they did not play great against the Cowboys, they were still there, one-score game. I like the momentum they've got right now. I like getting three points. I'm going to go two more units on the Bucks. I'm going big on some of these teams I think have a great chance to win outright getting points. Ross, the Atlanta Falcons are at the Carolina Panthers. Atlanta minus two and a half, our total 52. Yeah, I think this is about right. I think the Falcons find a way to, to squeak out a win here, but Carolina's played pretty darn well two weeks in a row. So I think this is a pretty high-scoring game. I do think Atlanta ends up winning. So I don't really even have a lean here. I, I, I just 
I'm going to pass this game. I think this is. I think they're right on this one. It's right where I made. I did have a question for you, Ross. With all these games on Christmas Eve, I've heard two theories. One theory is, hey, the road team has to travel and play a game on Saturday. They've got less time to get ready. That helps the home team. My theory is that I don't want to be the home team on Christmas Eve. I got all the distractions, all the families in town, everything I need to do. I'd much rather just go to a hotel and focus on football and be the road team. What are your thoughts? I think uh, I, I think it's probably you're right more than the other thought. I think that there's more likely to be a distraction of family coming in and getting ready for family than there is the short week part of it. I'd go with what you're saying. And that was my thought as well. And Thanksgiving recently, the, the road team has done very well on Thanksgiving. I think it's the same thing. What a nightmare would to have family and friends in town and then have to prepare for a football game. I really think it's a under the cover factor. Yeah, it's the the end at the end of the day, Steve, it's time spent in preparation and you're probably doing some other things outside of your routine that week. Either family's in town or they're coming in town. And, you know, most of the guys will get will do everything the same, but there might be some guys that Cut some corners that week. Minnesota at Green Bay. Whose turn is it? Steve, your turn. Green Bay favored by six and a half with a total of 43. Well, as a professional better, when I see a team get punked like the Vikings, I want to bet on them because when a team loses by 28 points and they're a decent team, normally you expect to bounce back. And I do think Sam Bradford is playing you know, quite well, but his O-line is playing terrible. And whether Adrian Peterson plays doesn't matter to me. He's not worth anything anymore. What, who is worth something is Harrison Smith. Key injury for the Vikings, and without him for the defense, I have major concerns that the Packers are just going to take it to them. So despite the good spot for the Vikings, I'm going to lean the Packers. I would probably lean Packers as well, home against a Vikings team that, you know, I, I'm with you. I, I think the Vikings will show some fight and bounce back. I'd probably lean Packers as well, but I think they end up winning the game by about a touchdown. So I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to pick this one up. I'm passing this one. Probably lean Green Bay as well. Sixteen and a half point spread for the Jets at the New England Patriots. Obviously, Patriots favored. Ross, the total forty-four. Wow. I mean, what does that tell you if you're Woody Johnson and you are 16-and-a-half-point underdogs in an NFL football game? And here's the thing. I'm not going to lay 16-and-a-half points with the Patriots, but I'm not going to take the Jets either. I, you know, they've been so bad uh, in, against the Colts, against the Dolphins, that I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots – I mean, the Patriots just beat the Broncos by 13 points in Denver. So – I'm passing this game. I probably lean Jets, but not a real strong lean. I'll lean Jets just because they're seven and zero against the spread. Last seven against the Pats, they do get sky high for New England, and they almost beat New England in New York earlier in the year. Um, had the lead with two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. I'm going to play the under, though. I really think New England, as a sixty-half point favorite, what's the one thing that's going to stop them from going to the Super Bowl? getting Tom Brady hurt. So although New England could win by 20 if they really needed to, I think we're going to see a whole lot of running and ball control the last two games of the season to keep Brady upright, and that's going to play to the under, under 44, two units. 
Steve, the Tennessee Titans, five-point favorites at the Jags, 43-and-a-half the total. Yeah, so one of the things that wise guys love to do is to back teams that fire their coach. It doesn't matter if they hate the coach, love the coach. It just creates something in the locker room. Any change produces maximum effort. I know Jacksonville has been – well, they haven't been terrible. They've been, as Ross likes to say, just another good showing – and another good showing should cover against a Tennessee team that, frankly, was fortunate with the suck-up field goal to get the big win. I think Tennessee wins by three. Pretty thin margin, but I'll take Jacksonville plus the points one unit. I'm with you on this one. I think Jacksonville comes out and plays better. Tennessee, that was an emotional win, hard-fought win on Sunday in Kansas City. I like Jacksonville at home, getting the points as well. I'll put two units on the Jags getting those five points. This is a dangerous game for the Tennessee Titans. That's the best bet. The best bet. Ross, San Diego Chargers, six-point favorites at the Cleveland Browns with a total of 43-and-a-half. Yeah, I'm not not betting the Browns. Um, I've tried a couple times, I think, thinking this is the game where they play well. They have gotten crushed every game. And I'm actually going to put a point on the Chargers. The, the, the Browns get rocked every game. I don't think the Chargers are going to go in there and lose to them. One unit on San Diego laying the six. I would have been much better off this year if I just bet against the Browns uh, with the spread every single game. And I think if you're going to follow Ross here, I would bet this on Sunday because I think this line's going to come down because amazingly the wise guys bet Cleveland almost every week and lose their money. They haven't covered in eight straight games. There's a trend out there that if you did nothing but bet winless teams late in the year in the NFL against the spread, you make a whole lot of money, and Cleveland is just single-handedly wrecking that trend. i got to worry about whether San Diego, they want to save McCoy's job, and this is a big game for them because they don't want to be the team that loses to the Cleveland Browns, and that alone is enough to get me off of Cleveland. I'm going to pass the game. All right, Steve, what about Indianapolis at Oakland? The Raiders, three-and-a-half-point favorites, total 53. So they talk about trap lines that Vegas sets up, and that's all a myth because they're just looking to balance the money. But this spread speaks volumes about why Oakland is not a playoff contender. Most people would say, well, Oakland's way better than Indianapolis, but they're only laying three-and-a-half, and they're only laying three-and-a-half for a reason the Raiders are great in the final three minutes of football games. They are 40, they outscored their opponents 42-0 in the last three minutes of games. But you know what? They needed to to win a lot of those games. Every Oakland game is close. You can't lay three and a half in a Raider game. I pass. Yeah, you know, I, I would probably lean Indy here just based on the way they played. And I don't like the vibe with the Raiders coming off clinching. You know, I, I just think – Clinching a playoff berth, you know, everybody's telling them how great they are this week. In fact, I'm going to put one unit on the Colts, getting the three-and-a-half points. I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts win the game. Uh, They played so well in Minnesota. They got a little bit of momentum here. And the Raiders, everybody's, we we ended the streak. We won. We made the playoffs. We're going to the playoffs. Just wonder where their focus was a little bit this week. Give me one unit on the Colts. Ross, the San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. Rams, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Total is 40, which I believe is the lowest of the week. 
No, it's not. Yeah, I, I mean, take that back. I'm not betting this game. Both these teams are total garbage. I have no idea. It's in Los Angeles. I'm going to guess that the Rams probably win, but I'm not laying three and a half points. I don't know, and I don't care. You know, I'm going to bet the Rams. I'm going to make a case for this is one of the best spots of the year to bet the Rams. Remember, no team traveled more than the Rams over the course of the season. Frequent flyer miles. They only had seven true home games. They went to London. They were tired most of the year. But um, they started their season, and they got absolutely whacked by San Francisco to start the year. The only game San Francisco's won all year. So if there's one game the Rams should have circled, it's this one. Further, they let Fisher go, but they had to go to Seattle on Thursday. They didn't have enough time for Fossil and the, the coaching staff to make the adjustment, and they got whacked in that game. Now they've had 10 days after firing their coach. I love betting a team after firing their coach. I would make the case this is the game the Rams would circle to win, and I think San Francisco's D has just quit on Kelly. I think the Rams blow them out two units, L.A. Rams. Steve, the Arizona Cardinals at the Seahawks. Seattle is eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Our total is 43. So I'm a big fan of Seattle. I'm going to predict Seattle goes to the Super Bowl and plays New England. Um, this line got away a little bit, open seven, and has been steaming upward. I'll just lean to Seattle, but I do expect that they're going to take care of business where they're great at home in December. Yeah, you know, it's interesting I think I, I would lean Seattle as well. I think Arizona's kind of done. I just eight and a half points is a lot for me. I think Arizona will show a little bit more fight than that. So I'm going to pass this game. I, I'd probably lean Seattle, but I don't like laying eight and a half points in NFL football games. All right, Sunday night we've got Cincinnati at Houston. Saturday night, excuse me, Cincinnati at Houston. Texans one point favorites with a total of forty one. I'm curious, Steve, what's been the line move with Savage instead of Osweiler? This game opened Houston minus two and a half, and it has come all the way down to one, which is very interesting because everyone I speak to, including myself, thinks Savage is the better quarterback. Right. So that's my question. I, I'm a little surprised by that. So does, is that the expert saying that they think that Osweiler's better to win than Savage? It's very confusing to us here in Vegas because all the experts that I talk to think that Savage has outplayed Osweiler in practice and the eye test. Anyone who watched him spin in the ball to Hopkins and to Fuller, he looked like a gunslinger, like a young Brett Favre, and Osweiler looked like an ostrich all year long. We can't understand this move. We're hoping you can shed some light on it, Ross. I I I don't get it other than they they don't like Savage or his first start or maybe they think that the Bengals will be able to rattle him. I don't see it that way. I'm going to pass the game just because I don't feel like I know enough about Actually, I, I changed my mind. I put one unit on the Texans. I think they're going to win the game. I think Savage is going to play pretty well. One unit on the Texans. And we're going to make it a best bet because I thought Savage looked great more importantly or as importantly – or almost as importantly, the crowd. I've never seen such a stirring standing ovation than when the ostrich got benched and in came Savage. And I got to tell you, so Lamar Miller, eight yards, nine yards. Then he starts throwing the ball down the field, in the red zone, get the ball on the one-yard line, and they don't punch it in. They still give up an, a 
second half, kick return touchdown, they still wind up winning the game. So everything did not go great in terms of luck and breaks for Savage. They still win the game. Let's make it a best bet. Houston, one unit. The best bet. All right, Sunday we have two games, uh, both in prime time. First one, uh, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Steelers, five-point favorites, total 44. Yes. Yeah, so, Steve, you're uh, up on this one. I think the Baltimore I have rated as a slightly above-average team. The Steelers I have rated as the third-best team in the NFL. These two teams played early in the year. Ben's first game back, Baltimore won 21-14. They got a 95-yard run, fluky, and they got a, a blocked punt. Baltimore's won the last four times they played. Michael Vick had to start one of those games, and one of those wins was in the playoffs when Pittsburgh got all injured against the Bengals the week before. Long story short, when Pittsburgh has maximum motivation, they bring it and they play great football. I have them rated a good four points better than Baltimore. It's a good spot for Pittsburgh. I really like Pittsburgh. Three units and a blowout, Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. That is interesting. Why, why, why do you feel so good about that? My power ratings have Pittsburgh five and a half points better than an average team. Baltimore only one point better. So on a neutral, I make the game four and a half, and all the intangibles point to Pittsburgh as well. I give them three for home field, so my numbers actually make this game seven and a half, if you can believe it. I'm going the other way. Um, the Ravens are four and four in Pittsburgh under John Harbaugh. The Ravens have beaten the Steelers four straight times, and in those eight times they played a Heinz field in the regular season seven of them have been field goal games so I'm going with the Ravens I think there's a chance they win it if not I think it's a field goal game so give me two units on the Ravens we're going head-to-head Stevie all right Ross uh the other game on Sunday night Denver at Kansas City the Chiefs three and a half point favorites here is the lowest total of the week at 37 and a half I just don't know what you're going to get from Denver offensively. They, they cannot score. I think the Chiefs probably win this game by about a field goal. Close, low-scoring game. The total number seems perfect to me. 20-17, to 17, something like that. I got nothing on this game. I, I don't know. I don't even know which way I'd lean. I, I guess I would lean Denver getting three and a half with their defense, but I, I don't feel great about it, let's put it that way. I don't feel great about the fact that on Christmas Day, Ross Tucker's going to be watching football, rooting for his Ravens, telling his family, like, this is a must-win game for me. Actually, to Steve, actually, I'm going to be in Pittsburgh calling that game. Oh, be so some, I'm calling that game voice. for Westwood One, so I'll be at that game. Um, even more interested in it than I already am. There might be some voice inflection on any big plays um, for the Ravens. Well, fortunately, Michael Vick isn't going to be starting this in this game. And, and I will say Ben Roethlisberger with um, revenge um, in um, when he plays at home in division is 11 and 0 um, straight up. So we'll see how that works out. These teams have always played close games. That is a concern. Denver, Kansas City actually have a best bet on this game as well. Um, let's go back to November 27th. The Broncos outplayed Kansas City badly. Somehow they only led 17-16, to 16 and Simeon hit a touchdown pass late in the fourth quarter. Denver should have won 24-16. They, 
They played prevent defense. The KC uh, dink and dunk got in the end zone on the last play when the kid fell backwards into the end zone, juggled the ball. They gave him the touchdown in the end zone. Overtime, 61-yard field goal attempt. We all know what happened. Denver gave the game away. Of course, I'm concerned that without C.J. Anderson, they can't run the ball. Forsett showed some signs of promise. I do think he's better than Booker. Simeon's had both shoulders hurt and a foot injury. I think he's getting healthier. But the key is, with Tlaib and Weir back, the defense has been so good for Denver the last four weeks. They really are the best team, the best defense in the NFL. I don't have Kansas City rated any better than Denver right now. They win, but they don't win in the stats. And I'm sure Denver views Kansas City as the object of their destruction, that loss in their own crib. Now they go on the highway. They return the favor. Denver's going to win this game outright. We're going to go three units, Broncos plus three and a half. All right, and finally, Monday Night Football, Steve. Detroit at Dallas, the Cowboys' seven-point favorites, total 44-and-a-half. I can't bet the side in this game, and I'll tell you why, Bri, because if the Eagles win, Dallas clinches the number one seed, and I'm really not sure what I'm going to get from Dallas in terms of effort, especially the defense, if they already have that number one seed wrapped up. I'm sure everyone will play it being Monday Night Football and all. However, I will certainly go ahead and play the over. I'll take the over for one unit. Of course, Detroit has played much better on defense, but um, the eye test says Stafford, who hurt his finger, couldn't play at all against the Bears. He was okay. He was like 75% with that one-fingered glove against the Giants. I think he'll continue to show improvement. And Dallas, frankly, yeah, they struggled to score at Minnesota and at the Giants, but now that they're home and they're back in their comfort zone and having just played three good defenses – I think they're going to put up 30 on Detroit, and I think Detroit will get enough points against the somewhat soft Dallas D. I'm going over one unit. Interesting. Yeah, I think the Cowboys will probably play their guys no matter what, I, but it is interesting to just think how will they, if they, will they play anything differently if something happens. I'm, I'm going to pass this game. I would lean Detroit for the reasons you mentioned and, and that seven-point line. It worked out for me last week taking the Bucks. In fact, you know what? I'm putting one unit on the Lions because it worked out last week taking the Bucks, getting seven. I'll do it again this week. Lions, pretty similar spot all the way around. I'll go with the Lions, one unit, and that'll do it this week for the Even Money podcast. Really looking forward to coming down the stretch. We've got some email questions over the next few weeks that we'll get to, Steve, especially when we get into the playoffs and there aren't as many games to break down. Other than that, though, for right now, let's keep this thing rolling. It'd be really nice to finish the regular season up 20-plus units for both of us. Hopefully, that's exactly what happens. Other than that, really appreciate those of you that spread the word via social media. It helps quite a bit. And I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Hope you win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found. The College Football Playoff Semifinals, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Washington are in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl and PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Saturday, December 31st on ESPN.